1850s, Isaac Hines purchased a hill of pasture and woodland from the Goodhue family. This land is now known as Chestnut Hill. The East Village of Brattleboro was expanding away from the Connecticut River, and Isaac Hines was a house builder who constructed many homes in the Green Street and High Street area. Around 1872, the Hines Aqueduct Association was formed by Isaac Hines to distribute water from springs on the hill he owned. The plan was to develop the land along Western Avenue, Forest Square, and Hines Hill. The aqueduct would provide water to the development and raise the value of the properties. At the time of his death in 1876, Isaac Hines was in the process of building a reservoir and expanding his aqueduct at the top of Hines Hill. He did not complete the project. George Kroll had moved to Brattleboro in 1866 to work at a local newspaper. After a year, he began his own publication, The Household. The paper focused on the interests of women and home life. It became hugely successful and, within three years, had over 50,000 subscribers. Kroll took his profits from The Household and poured them into many local projects. Kroll built manufacturing facilities along Flat Street, invested in the Carpenter Organ Company and Brattleboro Jelly Company. He also purchased a great deal of land on the western edge of Brattleboro Village with an eye towards housing development. In 1881, George Kroll was in the process of developing an aqueduct of his own. He had entered into an agreement with Daniel S. Pratt to build a large water reservoir on Pratt Hill. Pratt Hill is located just east of the present Exit 2 interchange. Kroll owned many building lots in the area known as Forest Square and wanted to improve their value by connecting a water system to the properties. In 1882, another business opportunity presented itself to Kroll when he bought the Hines property from Isaac Hines' son. There were four springs on the hill, and Kroll thought the land around the hill could be developed into additional building lots. Kroll renamed the property Chestnut Hill, had the property surveyed for building lots, and put men to work finishing the reservoir Isaac Hines had begun almost a decade earlier. Within two years, Kroll had completed the Chestnut Hill aqueduct and reservoir. The company was delivering water to many properties around Forest Square and down Green Street to Elliott and Flat Streets. Instead of developing the land around the Chestnut Hill Reservoir, Kroll decided to create a park. The 30-acre park had croquet grounds, a log cabin, a bandstand, and a three-story cottage with a 50-foot observatory tower. Kroll built roads to the top of the hill and opened it up to the public. The park was well landscaped and provided comforting views of the town and hillsides. It became a destination for relaxation and an opportunity to commune with nature. The Brattleboro Retreat was inspired by the natural beauty of the park. The retreat developed its own trails and opened them to the public. The retreat tower was also constructed during this time to complement the trails and their connection to the park on Chestnut Hill. Around 1888, Kroll bought an almost 30-year-old mansion across the street from the bottom of Chestnut Hill and had it remodeled for his family. Today, the mansion is long gone, but the property is owned by the town and known as the Kroll Lot. By the early 1890s, Brattleboro was concerned about the availability of water for future town expansion. The village of Brattleboro petitioned the Vermont government and received permission to develop a public water system. A water committee was formed to investigate options for developing a public system. One of the options was to purchase the Chestnut Hill water system from Kroll and convert that into a municipal water supply. However, the committee found there were 1,100 households in the village and only 200 of them were receiving water from the Chestnut Hill Reservoir. The remainder of the households, over four-fifths of the village, were receiving water from the 10 or more private aqueduct associations in town. While the Chestnut Hill Reservoir had the most growth capacity, the vast majority of the existing homes and businesses were connected to other systems. The village chose not to purchase the Chestnut Hill Reservoir at that time. 
Meanwhile, Kroll saw the need for added capacity, expanded his reservoir, and set up a water pump at the West River to pump additional water to the reservoir. This provided another 500,000 gallons of water a day. Kroll's water system continued to expand and by 1905, Chestnut Hill was providing one-third of the Brattleboro population with water. Again, the village explored the possibility of building its own water system or purchasing Kroll's. A committee was formed and discussions with Kroll began again. When the village had explored building its own water system over a decade earlier, they had hired an engineer to determine where the best locations might be to establish a gravity-fed municipal water system. The village decided not to act on the engineer's recommendation, but had entered into agreements with Kroll to provide water for fire hydrants and to water the dirt roads. Meanwhile, Kroll had taken the engineer's recommendations and acquired water rights to Stickney Brook and what is now known as Sunset Lake. Kroll began developing a new, larger reservoir known as Pleasant Valley, located northwest of Chestnut Hill. For the next two decades, the village and the Krolls were in what seemed to be an unpleasant arranged marriage. George Kroll continued to develop the Chestnut Hill and Pleasant Valley reservoirs, providing more and more water to the expanding community, while the village threatened to build their own water system and complained about the water rates charged by Kroll. The major names of Brattleboro business and politics were all involved in the conflict. Edward Crosby and Clark Fitz supported Kroll's efforts, while James Hooker and Ernest W. Gibson opposed them, and George Dunham tried to find a middle ground that pleased no one. Some saw Kroll as a town benefactor who was using his wealth to improve the community infrastructure, while others believed he was exploiting the village by creating a private monopoly of water services. In 1909, Kroll's two reservoirs were merged into one company, the Brattleboro Water Works. Work continued on the Pleasant Valley Reservoir, and it was expanded to hold 120 million gallons of water. Over 100 Italian immigrants were brought to develop the reservoir and clear 25 acres of land. In 1916, George Kroll died and his son took over the company. Finally, in 1925, the village voted to purchase the Brattleboro Waterworks Company for $525,000. The smaller private aqueduct associations had continued to operate during this time, but became less relevant as the community continued to grow. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.